So then we go back to the campsite and I talked to my activities concierge. I said to her, so you told me that hike was easy. I said, that was not easy. This bitch looked me dead in the face, Brad, and was like, I wouldn't know. I've never been on it. I'm definitely afraid of hikes. I said, you want to lead with that next time. <laughs> what? Oh, no, I've never been on it. I'm definitely afraid of hikes. One, two, three, four. All right, I'm back after a not-so-brief hiatus. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, which we actually have some decent listenership, which I really appreciate, and hopefully this hiatus didn't kill that. But uh, as I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, my goal when I did it was to do one a day, which was pretty ambitious, and those who know me uh, might know that I'm ambitious to a point. <laughs> uh, and it, it was a lot of work, uh, and then my real job... I'm a real estate agent here in the fine city of Chicago. My real job started uh, getting kind of busy and it just became really tough between rounding up a guest and then trying to figure out a time to record, doing some research so we have things to talk about, then editing it. People who have been listening for a while have probably uh, noticed that uh, the podcast has, I think, gotten better in quality and we've started adding elements to it like like this intro actually i think i probably always did an intro but uh music and stuff like that and uh that sort of stuff uh, you know takes time to edit i've got an amazing executive producer my buddy drew who is very helpful but uh, it's still it's been a lot of work and um you know and then heading into the end of may i was doing one every couple days my goal i think was going to try to i was going to try to do one like mondays and thursdays or whatever and we had the social unrest here in chicago that uh, has simmered down a little bit but uh still lots of stuff going on as we all know too well and uh that really took the wind out of my sails because it it's you know it's been a lot everything's been a lot uh i know i'm not alone in that but uh you know, it, it, it's made it tough to stay passionate and motivated for, for me really about a lot of things that typically I am very passionate and motivated about, motivated for, whatever. Um, but uh, today I recorded a new one with my friend Tron. We talk about what her real name is um, in, in this. We talk about a lot of interesting stuff. My, I tell the, my favorite story uh, about her, which is one of the first times we met, and it involves use of the word titties, which I hope you'll enjoy as much as I do and maybe start to bring the phrase um, that, that uh, she used. Uh, let's, maybe we can bring that into uh, the lexicon, make it popular for everybody to start using the phrase that Tron used. And um, we talk about her boyfriend, Joe, who... Um, is affectionately at times called Old Bay. I'll post some pictures of him and her and me and some of our other friends. We talk about the mutual friend we that we met through, this guy Nate, who's who's great. And uh, we talk about her travels, uh, which you would have heard reference to in the intro to this and uh, some other trips that, that she and uh, Old Bay Joe have taken. And uh, we talk about some game show appearances that she's made, which are pretty phenomenal. We have this 
great there's a great Michael Jordan story um, that I hope you will stick around. It's near the end, but it's worth it, I promise. And um, we we first started talking because Tron and a friend of hers, whose name is EJ, even though she refuses to call him EJ because that's not how she knew him back in the day. Uh, Tron is from the south side of Chicago, and uh, EJ grew up nearby, but had a he's he's a white guy and had a sub, very suburban upbringing. It sounds like so they have two very different realities. So they're working on a podcast that they're going to launch, and we're going to help cross promote. And she's very excited for it. It sounds great. Tron is amazing. She's I've met her you know a handful of times now, probably ten times, and we interact quite a bit from time to time on social media and over text messaging. And she is awesome. I really love her and her perspective, and you will too. So. Uh, quick break, and then my interview with my friend, Tron. But hours we do different. We actually record the interview, and then we do the intro. Interesting. So, and then we piece, piece it together, just so that it's, you know, it's a little bit more exciting or tailored to yeah. what that person particularly was talking about. Yeah, that makes sense, That's for sure. Just, we really, we really yeah. missed some uh, amazing uh, podcast material just earlier now that I wasn't recording. Um, yes. Okay, so I'm not gonna cool. I'm not gonna introduce you until the end. Then we'll do it that way. Yeah. How how many have you no. re- how many have you recorded so far? Um, we have recorded, I would say, at least like fourteen different topics. No right? shit. We've recorded two interviews, like of the two fourteen topics. So we're still like getting our our interview feet wet um but it's great it's fantastic i have this guy that we're going to interview next week um from nascar he's like got this number one nascar podcast his name is toby christie uh and he's just so nice he's such a nice guy and i just like kind of blindly invited him and he immediately was like yeah absolutely i would love to come on and talk about this yeah so it's great so um so yeah, I'm excited about that. That's really all I've been doing is during this time, you know, I worked for Airbnb and they did a mass exodus in April. So yeah. I've been just laid off this this whole time kind of waiting for the storm to pass. Right. And yeah. is is your partner in yeah. crime working? Joe? So Joseph is retired. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So Joseph is old. <laughs> Joseph is 62, and he retired. So it'll be one year, like this year, I think. So, um, yeah, I made a great retirement party for him. It was absolutely fantastic. It was huge. He worked for Honeywell for 44 years. He wow. started as like a mechanic, an airplane mechanic, and then they paid for him to go to school to college. And then he went and got like his whatever he got and PMP and then uh, became an aerospace engineer, worked on missiles, defense. He helped design the O-ring like for the docking station that SpaceX uses right now. Oh, wow. Um, so he's also a rocket scientist. You know, he's not just this hot old guy. He's also who's, also, who's absolutely ripped, by you know, the way. a rocket scientist. So, yeah, we're here every single day together, every okay. day all day and there was no gym until like this week monday um so we've been doing a lot of puzzles 
has he is he still ripped with there not having been a gym? So he is not. What he says is that he has a bunch of extra skin that doesn't have any muscle in it right now. Oh no. So <laughs> yeah. So the elasticity of his skin is like he's like yes because normally this would be filled with bicep. Right. right. This right. would be tricep muscle, actually. So now it's just skin. So um, he has started going back, and I, I, I was hesitant about giving him the green light on it, but you know, it's his only thing, and quite honestly, I just can't, I, I can't keep him in anymore. It's just, it's not going to happen. Like for his own mental health, he's just got to, he's just that person. He has to go every single day well the first time i met him he had on this like robocop kind of thing on his arm because he had overdone it at the gym and like didn't he like rip off a bicep or something he tore his tricep tore off tricep. the bone right. actually not at the gym we told people it was at the gym um so that he would seem more masculine he actually fell off his grandson's hoverboard oh no why is it why is the truth coming out now <laughs> I feel like we let close friends in on the truth, and you just weren't close enough at that time. But I am now. So, uh, you are now. Great. You are, now you are. So um, I'm very yes, honored by he that. He fell off of his grandson's hoverboard, and then on his 60th birthday, I took him to Bali. We we went to Bali, and on his 60th birthday, he was cliff diving like off of like a 50 meter platform or something uh -huh. and he like went he did it once and it was great and like all everyone was watching him and then he goes up again and like makes this big scene like he's Rodney Dangerfield uh -huh. doing the fucking triple Lindy and he's doing his arm underneath his armpit and stuff like Rodney Dangerfield and like all these little Balinese kids are just watching this giant man and he like does this perfect dive right off into the water and rips his tricep off the bone, the other tricep off the bone. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, and we're in Bali. And we're in Bali. Yeah. And, uh, and we have two days left on the trip. And he's like, nope, I'll be fine. Like he's literally eating ibuprofen. By the time we get on the airplane to go back, his whole arm is just black and blue underneath. Like, it's just absolutely absurd. And as soon as we land in L.A., he goes, I need the hospital now. <laughs> like, what? Now. I need the hospital, like, now. And he had torn his tricep off the bone again on the other arm. And his doctor, like, pretty much told him, like, Joe, like, you can tear your tricep off the bone now. Like, taking a match, breaking a match in half because you put so much stress on your muscles for the last 40 years literally doing this every single day that basically if somebody breathes on you wrong, you know you're you're gonna break and bust. Uh... So I told him like this, you have to stop. That's it. You win. I said you win. You've won. You, you're 62. You look fantastic. You can cliff dive and base jump and all of that shit. We all know it. That's it. We are all impressed. Now go somewhere and sit down. Huh. So, but he still, I'm assuming he still works out all the time now that the gyms are opening. Every day. 
But, Every but day. does he does he ease off a little bit because of these issues? So he says that he does, but I really don't think that he does. I think he just tells me that because he knows he has to tell me that. Right. When he's like, no, I'm doing like lighter, I'm doing more reps with lighter weights. I don't believe that because then he'll be on the phone and say, oh, I got such a good pump today. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Okay, I can feel the blood coming back into my muscles. I got such a good pump today. Okay, all right. So, you know, no, I don't. I don't think he's he's laying off. All right, I then you know you gotta you gotta give him that much, I guess. And then the next time, he, I mean, no more triple Lindy's. No more. No more triple Lindy's like that kind of stuff. I said zip line, all of that stuff. Like, I mean, the the other thing though is. Joseph was married for a very long time and, and was just a family guy. And his wife passed away. Um, so he was a widower when I met him. And he was not a big traveling guy. Like, uh -huh. he didn't go and travel. As, as a matter of fact, his kids were like, what, what is this? What are all these vacations you're going on, Dad? Like, that's not what you do. And he had, he's lived in Arizona his whole life. He had never been to Sedona, which is an hour and a half away right. until I took him. And um, he had never been to the Grand Canyon, which I had also never been to the Grand Canyon, which now we'll get back to that, <laughs> that story. But, yeah. um, so I feel like now, because we have the opportunity to do all of these things and I, I do these. Another thing is that he really does make me push myself. Right. So I also like that piece of it because normally I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not hiking nothing. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be at home with the mimosas and the fancy necklace. Right. That's, that's my thing. Sure. And so when we go on these vacations, you know, he will push me like, you can, you can do that. Like, I know you can do that. And sometimes I can. And then sometimes I get real pissed. Like I told you I couldn't, but, but still, <laughs> you know, he makes me try. So, um, so we go to this, so we go to the Grand Canyon, right? This is like our big trip of the summer is going glamping at the Grand Canyon. Like we left on a Monday. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Because he's retired. I'm laid off. So we have nothing to do. So we, we drive up to the Grand Canyon and we stay at this place called Under Canvas, which is like the Disney of the glamp. Like it's just the staff is over the top. We have Riley, our dog, with us, who is a, like, 13-year-old dachshund, half deaf, with a broken back, you know, hump in his back. You know, it's yeah. just, we're, we're just, you know, we're just the cutest family of all times, right? Um, and so we go to this, this glamping spot, and it's super cool. They have, like, the best breakfast for Joe. They have mimosas for me. They have <laughs> these fancy spiked waters. Um, everyone's awesome. wearing masks. It's like West Elm dream has come down and, and kind of rained on this like lobby. It's just fantastic. It's gorgeous. So um, we ask our activities concierge, Terry, to um, to tell us an easy hike. So I've also um, in this quarantine have started to, even though I hate fitness, I've got to do something. Um, and I was actually inspired to start doing this walk in the morning after Ahmad Aubrey was killed. And I was like, dude, like, you're wasting your fucking legs and he just wanted to go for a run. Like, right. how dare you, right? So I've started to do, like, a, this, like, consistent go to this park, 
you know, so I'm, I'm feeling confident that I can pull off this hike. So she opens this like huge binder of like all these hikes, Brad. And like, she like goes, she's like, okay. So she starts talking and I'm, I'm not, it's not registering. Right. But I, I hear her and she's like, so you're going to want to go to the South Rim because that's, you know, where it's going to be the less traffic. This is the easiest hike. You can see in the book, it's green. She's like, you know, you're going to go down probably about 0.7. And that's like the ooh-ah spot. And that's the when ooh, The ooh-ah spot? Is that, is that how they described it? <laughs> yeah, the ooh-ah spot. The right. ooh-ah spot. Right. So that's, you can turn around and go back or you can keep going. And so Joe's like, well, is it like steep? You know, she's like, no, like, you're, well, you're going down, but no, it's not really, like, steep or anything. So I'm like, bet, right? I look in the book. It's green. I can see it says, like, has a two next to it. I know what that means. That means easy, right? Mm -hmm. So we go. So we go to the Grand Canyon. We got the dog. We got me. We got Joe. And to get to the South Kaibab Trail, you have to walk about a half a mile like on the side road because that's where the shuttle stop. There's no shuttle, like she said. So that's where it stops. So we're walking, we got the dog, we're laughing, you know, we're having a great time. We have a great we always have a great time together. And, you know, maybe we're partaking in some adult activities at this point, you know, like being a little giggly. It's not, sure. it's not you know, it's like it's not a big deal. It's like whatever, I can do this in my sleep, right? So this girl comes riding by on a bicycle and Joe asks her like, Hey, excuse me. Do you know how close we are to the trail? And she goes, yes, it's, I think it's going to be right around this curve. Right. So we're like, cool. So we're still, you know, doing our thing and like, you know, whatever, having a good time. And she comes back, she circles back and she goes, yes, I am correct. It is right around the corner. And, uh, but by the way, you're going to see a shit ton of elk. <laughs> Was that, um, those were her words. Those are her words. I go, excuse me, what? She goes, a shit ton of elk. I said, so I'm going to need you to describe shit ton. What are we talking about? And she's like, you know, like yeah, a herd. I don't think that's a, a, yeah, Wait, that's a, that's what? a, that's go, a scientific what? term. Shit ton. Yeah, <laughs> go where? She goes, at the beginning of the trail, right? When you're going to go onto the trail. I'm like, Wait, what? Wait, I'm like, we have a dog, like, with a broke back. Like, I don't know how this dog is going to react to this elk. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I don't know how I'm going to react to these elk. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And she goes, no, they're totally chill. <laughs> did like, she say it like that, too? I can, yes, she did. I, I'm guessing this like woman. she was talking directly to me, through me. <laughs> it, I'm guessing this woman was not, she, she was just happened to be in the area. She was not, like, an official uh, like... She was no, absolutely not. She was not even because because she saw us smoking and she was like, enjoy that. So no, she <laughs> absolutely, absolutely had nothing to do with the park. I said to her, I said, I want you to know that you have just saved lives because <laughs> if I would have rolled around this corner on a shit ton of fucking elk, unaware, the herd is on the move, like. It's not, it's not going to be good. She's like, no, no, no. We're totally chill. So literally, we go around the corner, and there they are. And they're totally chill. Just super they're chill. Totally, shit ton of elk. They're totally chill. How many, is it, how, are, how many approximately is a shit ton? Yes. So there's two pods. Pods. Right? And there's about pods. Yeah. Okay. So there's one pod that's like 
under a tree, and they're just they're just chilling. There's a baby eating some off the leaves. Riley's walking. By, Riley's like not even like he doesn't even. I'm literally the only one that's panicked. Like he doesn't even look their direction. They don't look his direction. Totally chill. So then there's one pod. Then there's another pod of about six. So there are about 13, which is when I looked at what her it is. So she was absolutely correct. So, uh, and then there's another pod that's like hanging, just hanging around at the start of the trail. And, you know, this guy comes up and he's refilling his water bottle. And then they just like submerge, they flank this guy, like nobody's business to get water. I was like, okay, no. So once they flanked that guy, then I said to Joe, all right, let's make a break for it. Okay, so <laughs> thanks for the distraction, water guy. Now, okay, time to go onto the trail. Okay, so we're at the Grand Canyon. We're at the top, and we're taking photos. We got the dog. You know, this lady is like, just so you know, like there's a point that you're going to reach where it says no dogs allowed, but they're not really enforcing it. But, uh. you know, just – be aware. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that we probably won't even be going that far anyway because we're only going to the point seven. So whatever that is, right? So we take all of our pictures, and now we we go down. And so we go. I go down like this little bitty incline, and it's like a zigzag. So I zigged, and now I'm supposed to zag, uh -huh. and it all comes like back into my brain, and I realize. I am on the south rim of the fucking Grand Canyon. Oh, shit, no. Okay, so <laughs> I immediately am like, okay, I'm on the rim. Like, you're on the rim of the Grand Canyon. I don't know if you've ever been. I haven't but yet. But it's like, dude, it's like this a strip. So once you zig and now you're supposed to zag, you would be on the outer side of the south rim of the Grand Canyon. And I just literally said to Joe, absolutely not. There is absolutely no way that I am going to continue. So I am like spread eagle with my back to the wall of the Grand Canyon while he's taking whatever few pictures I'm going to let him take <laughs> because I'm literally crippled with fear and anxiety, right? Because I am deathly afraid of heights. Okay, this is not. So I said to Joe, I said, this is not what, he goes, what did you think this was? I said, not this. I did not think this was this. We have to go. So now we have to go out that one little zig, but I can't look up because I'm afraid of heights. So I have my eyes closed. Joe literally has me with one arm, Riley with the other arm, and is like literally carrying us out of, of of the Grand Canyon. It's a mess. We look a mess. It's a mess, right? I'm like, panic. so then there's this, this other woman, and she's at the top, this very nice black woman with her son, and she must have just saw it on my face. And she goes, so how far did you make it down? I said, until I was crippled with fear and anxiety. And she goes, that's all I needed to hear. We're done. So now I'm saving lives, right? Full circle. Here we go. I'm saving lives, right? We literally Sounds spend like the it. next hour and a half in the gift shop where we belong. Like, stop. Stop with that. Stop. So then we go back. I go back to the, to the campsite, and I talk to my activities concierge, and I'm wearing a sweatshirt that says indoorsy because that's what I am now, okay? <laughs> I have a bottle of Vu because this is who I really am, 
I said to her, I said, so you told me that hike was easy. I said, that was not easy. This bitch looked me dead in the face. Brad was like, I wouldn't know. I've never been on it. I'm definitely afraid of hikes. I said, you want to leave with that next time. <laughs> what? What? Oh, no, I've never been on it. I'm definitely afraid of heights. But so, but, said, so Joe's not afraid of heights. You're, you're a rocket scientist boyfriend no. is not afraid of heights and he was he panicked at all he did not no he, even when i was in first of all nothing rattles this guy like no, nothing um so i was already panicky still about the elk like that really right. didn't i really didn't like that why did the elk why right? did the elk bother you i just things that are bigger than me that I, <laughs> that that I don't know, you know what I mean? Like sure. at any point in time, if an elk gets mad, that's it, right? So I don't, I don't know the temperament of this elk. I don't, I don't know. I, it's just no cows. I feel, like, I feel like we also live in an area where we have like a lot of horse ranches, and I, I used to get lost kind of back in that area and would freak the freak out. And have to have Joe like come and drive his car to where I am and lead me back because, you know, these horses. Is this pre GPS or that just you would you would just lose your bearings in general once you saw horses? Every it's, that's it. I can't do anything. I can't move anything. I can't I can't read. You know, I'm trying to go off memory. I'm like, oh, I think I'll just take this little road here, and you know, I'm in the back of some some horse ranch, freaking out, terrified. You know that this big horse is gonna. Well, I feel like come do whatever. It is I feel like elk do. are pretty docile, and especially those, they're probably used to seeing people. But that that sort of thing wouldn't Dude, make a difference to you. They were totally chill. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they, were, they were totally chill. I'm, I'm I'm sad that you couldn't enjoy. The, I've only seen elk in real life one time. I saw two elk when I happened to be in uh, Wyoming. And they were awesome. Did you enjoy them? Like, how how well, we would were, you even enjoy an elk? How do you? How does one enjoy you, you an take elk? It, you take it in. But we were on a we were on a raft, so <laughs> it wasn't like the elk was going to come attack me. But I don't think elk are very unless they feel threatened, they're probably not going to attack. Um, I don't know that. Well, I think that's you know you don't hear a lot of you know stories of elk attacks. <laughs> it's different than it's different than bears, for example. Would you know bears are. You know they're predators. They're probably more likely to go after you. I would have been really freaked out if I saw a bear. Yeah. So then, so we also went to a place called Arizona that's the next day. Arizona. So Arizona. Yes, it's that's... called Arizona, and it's in Williams, Arizona, which is right by the Grand Canyon. Another place that him and I had never been to. That sounds like and a. That sounds like, like a gathering. Drive through Jurassic Park for bears, and you you know you're going through, and they they tell you like. Oh, these bears are probably gonna jump on your car, and these this, <laughs> like they're like giving you rules, right? So the, there's really the two rules, which is like, don't roll your window down, obviously bears, right? And right. don't stop your car if a bear, right, is coming towards you. Do not stop. Literally, the car in front of us is like this whole family oh, full no. of white people and I'm not saying this is a white people thing but it you could can. be it probably is you know they don't like rules and they literally have 
their sunroof open with their kid sticking his head out of the sunroof and they're yeah. stopped and they're calling bears. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That that's a I think that's probably you can you can uh you know define white people by that. That's that's okay. That's that they don't like rules. They just don't like rules. They don't they just, like, I said yeah. to Joseph, I said, look at this. Two rules, and they're literally doing both. First of all, this is not smart at all, but they just ask two little things. You're not going to tell me what to do. Well, and then I'm going to roll my window down. I'm going to yeah. stick my son's head out of the animal called the bank, right? So I said to Joseph, like, let's just go around them. So we ended up going around them and, and had our own – did magical you, did you scowl? And saw a there, whole bunch of bears. Were there any scowling? Was there any scowling at these people when you drove past them? I would. No, I would have scowled. No, it was just like you know, like whatever. Like I, I kind of like threw my head, like a shrug, like like what are you doing? Like come on, dude. Like, <laughs> so you saw <laughs> a bunch on, of bears, man. but because it was because you were in your car, the bears didn't freak you out. The bears did not freak me out because I was in my car. Probably they did not freak bears me out. Bears are pretty smart, though. All. What? Well, there was a group of them that start running real fast, and that did freak me out. Like I was like, "Why are they running?" And I don't know where they're gonna end up, but that did. But no, in the car, no. There was wolves walking around, just wolves, just bear, random just wolves. Arizona didn't freak me out at all. But I, if they are loose. Loose is what I don't like because here's the thing: I can do roller coasters because I'm secure, but I can't do a loose height. I can't. Your balcony scares me. I can't. I can't even be out there. Okay, that's so fair. It's loose. Arizona, <laughs> is it? Is it like? Yeah. Is it like? Do you, is it like a legitimately run place, or does it feel sort of like Tiger King? No, it is legitimately run. It is one hundred percent. So, um. When I came back, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he actually was like, my church group would go to Williams every year, every summer, and like as kids, I guess the owners of this place were like all into the community and bringing kids from Phoenix, like inner city kids up to kind of come and experience the bears and the bear zonas and like just like a really legit kind of like place like what they do and give back to the community it was it seemed like there's no real inclusion so there there are they are kind of enclosed but there i didn't see like gates like each section was kind of you know enclosed but then each section was like a forest okay so, you know, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was Tiger Kingy at all. It had a great gift shop. All right. You know, that's really all I care about. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I judge every I, place. I would have been probably more freaked out about bears even if I was in a car because. So, um, a number of years ago, I went to. I feel like that's something that people say as they get older. A number of years ago, I went to. <laughs> I went to South Africa, and they tell you you have to. It, there's places you're, you're going to drive where you're going to see baboons and you have to lock. What? Yes. No, yes. No. Yeah. You have to lock your doors because the bat, your car doors, because baboons know how to open up car doors and people, they, they will break into people's houses and like rifle through their kitchens that. No. Yeah. They're and they're, I mean, they've yeah. got super sharp teeth and claws. Like they will, they will fuck you up. So the bears would, yeah. the bears would have scared me more than, than the elk. But you know, I, the guess, bears, I guess that's how yeah, we're different. The bears didn't bother me. When when Joe and I were in Bali, actually, we um we went to the monkey forest. So Joseph as a kid had a pet monkey, a capuchin monkey as a kid. 
and they had it for like a year and then the monkey was a male monkey and like went through puberty i guess and oh. started beating up joe and his brother oh so they had to get rid <laughs> right so they, so they had to get rid of the monkey so i know that he has this love in his heart of or monkeys, right? Where did the, where, so, do you know what happened to the monkey? Did it go to like a farm upstate or something? I have no idea. He said they got rid of it. I think he said they it might have gone to like a certain. It was like the kind that was like the peanut grinder monkey. That's to, what he said. So it went to like I feel like it. It went to like the 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 monkey version of Arizona. Exactly. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe it went to Ross in Friends. I don't know. It's that it could, it could be Marcel. We have no idea. He could be living the high life in Hollywood, or he could be in Arizona. So Joe, he didn't know. He's like, I was like eight. I have no idea. Right. All I know is that we had to get rid of. The I think we should try to find okay. out. Can we, can we try to find out? I want to. Wanna... Well, since Joseph has not talked to his mother in four years, I would say it was going to be the way. I think this. Time. I think this might be a good a good way to rekindle the uh, relationship. Get... <laughs> Hey, Mom, what happened to that monkey? <laughs> I think so. Um, right. Anyway. Um... So we go to this monkey forest. So we're going to this. We're going to go to the, I make my mind up. This is one of the times where I know I'm not going to like this. I already know. Okay? But for you, Joseph, I'm going to go. Okay. You will follow Joe to the, so, gate, to the gates of hell, or I'm gonna to go with Joe a to, the, to the sanctuary, the monkey forest. It's called like the monkey forest sanctuary, right? So our Uber drops us off as close as you can get, and then we have to walk like a couple of blocks to get to the entrance of it. And as we're like walking down this hill, I start to see these monkeys up top. They're like it's literally like planet of the apes they're on all the lines they're jumping swinging from electricity line to electricity line and i am of course crippled with fear i'm like nope that's it i'm done i'm not i don't i'm like i can't even go i can't go any further and like this is the time where he's like in my ear chirping babe we've come this far come on like no joseph like i'm telling you like you know, but we don't really do monkeys. We that's not our our thing. We don't really get down like that. But okay, I'm I'm going to continue to go. So we go, and now we get to the entrance, and there's like a a monkey just in the middle of the road, just spread eagle, just I mean, just like out. I'm like, oh god, disgusting, <laughs> right? So we go we go in, we pay our fourteen dollars, we go in. We make it to the, like, the first, they're not, they're not, I'm literally digging my nails into Joe's arm. They're not out, they're, they're not coming around, like, they're not shuffling, there's a few here, there's a few there, and then we get to, like, this banana stand, and the lady says to Joe, you want, you want monkey? <laughs> and Joe says, yes, I want monkey. So, he gives her a dollar, she gives him a bag of bananas, and I, in it was like hoodie, hoo! and literally they all come like raining down and I am screaming to the top of my lungs I can feel their tails underneath my dress and I have on this long calf and and they're all over Joseph I mean they're jumping on his head and he's just he's like in heaven and I'm screaming <laughs> and the people that work there are telling Joseph, you've got to get her out of here. 
can't be hollering like this in the sanctuary. So I say to Joseph, you need to go all the way over there. Go all the way over there with your bananas. Get away from me. So he literally, like, starts to run away. And so as he runs away, he draws, obviously, the monkeys away with him. So because he's got all the bananas. His legs. There's like, it's like, it's, man, oh man, I've never seen anything like this in my life, Brad. Did you take They're it? on his legs. Do you have any photos? And she's, oh, I have several. I'll send them to you. <laughs> Please do. He, I mean, he is just in heaven. He's in heaven. So he gets done feeding them all the bananas, and he's like, so do you want to keep go, keep, go, keep going? What are you talking about, <laughs> do I want to keep going? No, that's it. We're done. That's it. That's, that's it. That's all we got. So we, I make him leave. We were literally there for like 12 minutes. I'm like, that's it. I can't do anything else. So then we go out and find a coffee shop, and I like have a coffee to like try to calm myself down. And he goes like back outside. And they're still outside. They're now they're they're back on these electricity lights. It's just it's I can't even I can't even process it all. <laughs> Some Planet of the Apes type shit, and he loved it. So um, we left. We went back to this place that we were staying, which is called the Hanging Gardens of Bali, which is like so amazing and like dope. And as I'm trying to take a nap, we hear this, like, stuff on the hood of our hut. No. And it's monkeys. It's monkeys. It's monkeys. And I see them. So the people that are in the hut above us are have bananas, and they're leaving them out, and the monkeys are coming on our roof to jump to their roof. And I said to Joseph, <laughs> that's it. We can't go outside ever again. <laughs> It's raining monkeys. We cannot go outside Did the mo- ever again. And these monkeys had no idea that Joe was a fan of monkeys. They just have and and that he was feeding monkeys at a different location. They just happened to show up. They just happened to show up. They had no idea that he was a fan or that I was a foe. It was. They had no idea. They didn't. They, yeah, they didn't they sense any. Nothing. Yeah, they didn't sense any kinship. They just. They were just monkeys. No, that's up. what he said. So he. So first of all, I said to him. It's mighty funny that they come out on day three. So you know they've been watching us, right, Right. for the last two days. (laughs) Right. And we've been doing all kinds of stuff out there. So you know they've been saying all of that. So that's number number one. Then, for some reason, now they're feeling comfortable enough to jump on our roof. We had, like, this canopy that was out on the balcony. They They were on that. I mean... They were, they were, and he loved it. He loved it, Brad. And I was like, I can't sleep. I couldn't even sleep. I was like, that was a monkey. <laughs> Just knowing they were there, you're like, I, I can't do this. No, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I would literally stay up all night and go on WhatsApp and talk to my sister about the monkeys. <laughs> um, so, so can we, can we, now that we've been talking for a half hour, can we do the introduction? Yep. Okay, great. Um, Tron, will you tell me a little bit about yourself, please? I don't even – what's your full name? I always just have known you as Tron. Santranya. Santranya is my full name. Santranya. That yeah. is a unique name. San, I, like have you ever met another Santranya in your life? I've never met another Santranya in my life, but there is another Tron Smith. He's okay. A, he's a basketball player. 
Um, and then there also is a another Tron, um, a kid. Do you know? Uh, I'm sure you've heard of TLC, where Chili has yeah. a son, and his name just happens to be Tron. So um, there are three cool Trons that I know. Yeah, about. that's pretty good, man. That's that's like a higher percentage of cool Brads, for example. Uh, I think Absolutely. I think Brad's like maybe like a 30% cool person name, but Tron is I think 100%. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, 100% only belongs to cool people. So and we we met through our, our mutual friend Nate. A long time ago. Yeah, probably. so we met through Nate a long time ago. Probably like eight or so nine years ago, I bet. I am friends with Nate's wife, Heather. Okay. Heather was my boss. Okay. Um, a couple of different times. And so we became friends, and then she started dating Nate. Interestingly enough, when she first started dating Nate, it is no secret that I did not like him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. Why not? No. So the first time we went to dinner, the first time we went to dinner, it was like restaurant week. And this was the first time she had brought him. And it was like a big group of friends. And we had, we had never met this guy before. And he shows up. Um, wearing a t-shirt and we're all dressed up and he shows up wearing a t-shirt that says one man wolf pack <laughs> <laughs> i was like who is this clown <laughs> wait who's this what who's this clown who oh, brought clown. this youngin who's this youngin and he was young too so i'm like this guy shows so i told her the next day at work I go first of all what was he wearing Okay, is he trying to send some sort of message? Like, what what is he actually saying by wearing a T-shirt to a fancy dinner that says "One Man Wolf Pack"? <laughs> <laughs> what 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 what's he trying to accomplish there? I said to her, I said, "Look, if you like him, fine, but I'm just letting you know." She goes, "No, no, give him another chance." And then the next time I hung out with him, he was extremely intoxicated. Oh and no, that did not go well. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I was like, I was like, nope. Nope, that's it. I was like, nope, bop, bop, bop. I mean, like, fall down, like, we're at a fest, like, West Fest or something like that. Oh, no. Just talking nonsense. I was like, no, no, no. And now um, that's completely changed. She's actually one of my best friends. I, I am friends with Nate now as much as I am friends with her. Sure. Maybe not as much as I'm friends with Heather, but, you know. So Nate is your friend, and that's yeah. how – you and I got got introduced as hanging out, and he invited me to one of your Christmas parties too one time. Uh -huh. And then um, I moved to Arizona, and well, we all know what you do in Arizona. Right? So. Yeah, we have our big party out there. <laughs> yeah. What What year did you move to Arizona? So I moved to Arizona in 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think and... I met you before. I think I met you before you moved. Okay. Now yes, I'm, I'm trying to piece it all together. Yeah. And and can I tell one of my? I think it's maybe the second time I met you, uh, maybe third favorite. Yeah, I like the way you tell it. Well, it's not even really a story as much as just sort of you know a couple sentences. But we were going to see a I think it was a comedy show. This wasn't even all that long ago. I think you probably had already moved by that point. We were going to see yeah. We were going to see Roy Wood Jr. do stand up, and uh, you guys picked us up in a in an Uber, and I was like Tron, how you doing? What what have you been up to? And you said, "I oh, you know, I'm just out here shaking my titties. And <laughs> I, I had never heard that phrase. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I love it. And every time I see you, 
every time I think of you, that is one of like the three first thoughts I have is That's wherever you are, you're out there shaking your titties. Um, that's what I'm known for. That's that's what I'm known for. That's also the night. Um, interestingly, I I I think I had probably hung out with you and Sarah, maybe a couple times. So this may, this was probably maybe our second time, maybe sure. third. I don't know. I right. can't remember. But this was also the first time that I had actually talked to Sarah. Okay. And I tell Heather all the time. I tell Heather all the time. This was the night I felt like where I we actually started to get to know each other and who each other were because I had never really talked to her before and I felt like that night kind of changed me and Sarah. Maybe it was because of the titties line. Maybe she liked that, it too. It was I don't know. It was definitely an icebreaker. <laughs> she was also wearing a t-shirt that said one woman wolf pack. So that might have something to do with it. <laughs> she is a one woman wolf pack for <laughs> yeah. sure and i was like not nah, no more uh-uh. <laughs> and i knew and i knew my wolf pack had become too uh, <laughs> no but uh yeah that was a great that was one of the great nights i i got real drunk that night there was really? a lot of tequila involved oh yeah was with us. she was a very bad influence on me that night and um yeah i paid heavily for it the next day yeah that was it was a, it was a fun evening and now that you mentioned I do remember you drinking quite a bit of tequila. Uh, <laughs> so so now explain to me you're starting a podcast or you've already been doing it for a while, right? Yeah. But so I've been doing it. We've been so we're going to release a series which Ooh. is um so instead of like as our um as our sessions I guess or episodes get edited um, we're not going to release them as they get edited. We're going to release like 10 at one time. So this would be the summer series. So it's essentially everything we've been doing this summer, what's been going on this summer. Um, I'm doing it with my friend, Eric, who um, we started to work together at Career Builder in 2008. And he is from a neighboring suburb. So it's kind of the dynamic of like me kind of being black from south side of Chicago moving out to this all white suburb and Eric already kind of being positioned there and us like not even knowing each other then not knowing you know anything that's happening he's not knowing that you know our garbage cans are being destroyed and people are spray painting things on our garage like he has no clue that all of this is happening literally like right next door to him so right. um, just way really two different perspectives on how we see the world just based on those two based on that alone but you know he's black and white there's some there's some a little age difference there allegedly you know <laughs> i'm a little bit older than him um so you know all of those things just really make for interesting conversations and a lot of things i i feel like we see eye to eye on but i feel like there's a lot of things where he just doesn't realize how privileged you have been to grow up the way that you have right. grown up, right? Right. Um, and so putting that kind of perspective um, is great. And and we're doing it. He actually approached me and said, "I want to be a better friend to you." And um, how how can we do that? How how can I help? And I was like, "Well, okay, if you want to, but I'm going to let you know, you probably didn't sound real bad." <laughs> sure. You know, and he's like, that's okay. I'm willing, I'm willing to take it. So, 
um, yeah, it's a great show. We have some interesting subjects coming up. I have a NASCAR expert coming on. Um, I'll, this guy that's a professional hunter um, who has like sponsors, like it's something, he's a hunting scientist. I did not even know that this was like huh. a, a thing. Um, I know, exactly. So like, just trying to learn more about things that I have no idea, like, what is that, what they're about. So that's another thing we're doing. Health and fitness. We got some fun stuff coming on. We got some comedians coming on, some Shark Tank winners. No kidding. Um, you know, yeah, and yeah. You, we got, we've got some good stuff. So you've I'm, got a I'm game, super you've got a game excited show. for You've got a game show it, star, too. I can't wait till you come on. <laughs> I would love to. You've got a game show star, too, right? Someone who was on Match Game? Yeah, that's me. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um <laughs> Is Not there... only was I on Match Game, I was also on Merv Griffin's Crosswords, okay? That what? was back in 2005, and I won a diamond watch. I still have it right now, like, in my closet. You were on Merv? Was Merv Griffin even alive at that point? No, he had just made the show, and the host was, like, this guy from, like, soap opera. So th this will be my last, so this here's my conclusion. So I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And I've, I've kind of always been just smart. I've, I've always known answers to stuff. I don't know why, right? Um, so in the sixth grade, I was in something called the Academic Olympics. It was like a game show. Sure. And I won in my school. So that means now I have to go represent the district, right, of the south side of Chicago and in the all-city academic olympics so i go to the all city academic olympics sixth grade and i destroy them all destroy right so i am the smartest kid in the city of chicago in the sixth grade my mom still has the thing my prize was they give me this folder this super like glossy folder with mcdonald's and michael jordan's on the front of it Ooh. and like inside you like had no idea but you win you get to go to the Bulls game, and before the game, you get to play horse with Michael Jordan. No. This was, like, for his first year, maybe his second year, right? I'm super stoked, super stoked. Like, oh, I didn't even know. I get to go play basketball with Michael Jordan. And, you know, it's, like, two months down the line or whatever. When I'm supposed to go play basketball with Michael Jordan, no. I'm grounded. My father has grounded no. me. Because yes, because my behavior, <laughs> I guess, was like absolutely absurd, like ridiculously talking in class, like all kinds of stuff. Just just won the title and went off, like just went ham. Like it, it got oh, your head. You. I'm the smartest kid in the world. Like boo, boo. <laughs> so I'm grounded, and my dad refuses to let me go. No. So I don't go. You missed I out on playing basketball game. with Michael Jordan yep. because you were too cocky. Yes, I was too cocky for Michael Jordan. I just, I, I was too big for my britches. No. I don't go. I don't get to play basketball. I don't go to the game. And, in fact, I'm, I'm grounded. So the only thing I have to show for it is the certificates and the blue ribbon. No. That's a bummer. <laughs> so... I've always been smart, but I've always been out here just shaking my titties too since the sixth grade. <laughs> I mean, you know, you were you were lucky to have had those to shake in sixth grade. Uh, I did it. That's the oh, whole. All right. 
Well, I'm s- I'm sorry to hear that you missed out on playing. You're supposed to play horse with Michael Jordan. And yeah. You, and you got grounded. Yeah. Wow. I got grounded. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But what you're miss you're missing the good part. The good part is that I was the smartest kid in the city. Uh, so so game that's... shows like that's that's always been my thing. Like so. Um, I think the yeah, it I think that's kind of that I've moved my professional career to the game show circuit. I think yeah yeah that's I agree with all that, but I think to call that the good part of the story is sort of you know what you it depends on what you <laughs> what you think is the good part. It's I think perspective. That, it's well, all I perspective. Think, I think usually any story that somehow involves <laughs> the potential to meet Michael Jordan, that's the good part of the story. Whatever else Dude, the story is, the good part is that you had a chance to meet Michael Jordan. My and, father could never write that wrong. He could never make that. He I said and then. After that, to see what Michael Jordan did and to know that I could have had that opportunity to be that kid with that fault, I said, you just played yourself. You didn't even play me. You played yourself. Oh, I know. Think about the photos you could have been posting during the last day. Dude, come on. Oh, that's depressing. I can't. I know. It's sad. Every little bit, of, every little bit of depressing news these days is all the more heartbreaking, and that is a very heartbreaking story to me. I know. <laughs> So what's do you have a name for this podcast yet? Because I think I have a suggestion. No, so let's so we don't. So you know we still don't have a name for it, and that's that's also good because I feel like when we bring guests on, we're gonna ask guests what what we should call the show. I like the eight hundred two conference. He likes the ish. We've also been messing around with like a, a a weird version of trading places, like plating traces. You know, <laughs> I like we that. just you know. <laughs> what, what about sh- what about shaking my titties? <laughs> that could be. We, I think we that was around with Lady and the Tramp. Like, all, all kinds <laughs> that's a good of one too. Like, I th- I think you gotta go. You don't with... know who's who. You don't yeah, know who's exactly. The lady. You don't know who's the tramp. Exactly. I think we gotta go with shaking my titties though, because I'm gonna look to see if there are any other ones that that, already, that might name might already be taken. Uh, shaking my no. <laughs> shaking my titties. I like it. I, I don't think my mom would listen. Well, I mean, it is nice to have. Yeah, there's. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, it's nice to have an audience baked in. If you even you know, if it's your mom or whatever, because you know whatever. But then, I don't know. That's a tough one to beat because you know if if. I know. You know, maybe I'll refer to it as that, um, you know, un- yes, unofficially. Yes, you, you can refer to it as that. Or, and then when you come on, you can definitely plead your case for that because I I love it. I I will definitely plead I don't case. know if Eric's going to love it. Eh, he whatever. wants to call it the Tron and EJ show. I go, I'm not calling you that because your name's not EJ. So he reinvented himself as EJ when he moved out west. Is that what happened? We're doing a whole episode on reinventing yourself. Perfect. <laughs> Um, so is there anywhere people can like subscribe to this in advance or can we, no, can we do, so we got to work no on that way to subscribe in advance and, um, can people sign up to be on a mailing list or something? <laughs> yes. 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 That, that I can do so that I can, we can set that up. That's for sure. How, um, how can they and do I that? I feel like we're going to start our social media page like today. Okay. Well, I'll link to um, it. So then they'll have something to follow. So then you can kind of embed that. Yeah, I'll link and, to it, and then you'll get, the, you'll get that big heckler bounce. Uh, yeah, let's do that. How did that sound? That was good, right? That was yeah. a good chat. Yeah, I think it was great. Um, so yeah. are, do you normally say goodbye on your podcast? I'm letting you kind of dictate the flow of this conversation. Do you normally say goodbye on your podcast, or you just, like, hang up on the guest? 
No, we do like a last, so the last person we have, we just did the like, we do like, so hey, so before you go, like, what do you think we should call the show? And then they do a name and then we just thank them and we're like, you know, thank you so much for coming and click. But again, we've only done one guest and that was Joe, so he don't matter. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's always a pleasure to catch up, John. I, I, I know. It's so good. It's so freaking good. And the, your trip looked so cute. Um, I'm glad that you guys had a good time and tells her I said happy birthday. I also tell her, I was messaging her, I'm going to send her the recipe for this roasted corn salad that, that I made last week that was like completely fire and still can't get enough of it. And he doesn't even like vegetables at all. Um so, yeah, so that's what we're doing. We're sharing recipes, like good old girlfriend. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, I so I'm turning off the record. There you have it, my interview with my good friend Tron. As soon as they have something to share on that podcast, I will be sure to link to it wherever possible because I think it's going to be really good. I heard a sneak peek. It's probably not a peak if you're listening to it, but whatever. I heard a uh, teaser a few weeks ago, and it's really good. They've got a great dynamic, she and EJ. Anyway, that's me and Tron. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, please, I really appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, review, download, share. All that stuff really helps a ton, and I appreciate it. And if you have anyone in mind who might make for a good guest on an upcoming podcast, that would be super cool too. Please send them my way. Um, I'm trying to highlight as many interesting people as I can. Uh, some of them directly in my network and other of others of them, uh, you know, through friends of friends. So keep it coming until next time. Thank you very much for listening to a very important podcast by the heckler. Our producer is drew Worley. The intro music is by a band called games. The outro music is by Checky Brown and I'm Brad Zabung. Thank you very much for listening. And for more information, check us out at theheckler.com.